if it's a small idea, don't treat it as one, just treat it as, as, a, as a separate startup, separate project that needs uh, dedicated resources for it. And, uh, and yeah, from, from that on, you will, you will just uh, yeah, develop it like you, yeah, like you have developed uh, your whole company into, into some success stage. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Hasiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Edvinas Pozniakas. Edvinas is an on-site SEO team lead at NordVPN. He has been in the SEO game for seven years. He has worked on small projects in a startup, agency, and now in a very, very big company, NordVPN. Edvinas, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. I'm likewise, likewise, you, you are killing it when it comes to content SEO. So I'm very happy about this uh, episode and I'm sure that everyone who will be watching this will be very, very excited about it as well. Uh, before we get started, and I have many things that I'd like to discuss with you. Can you please share a few things about your background, you know, your story, your journey, what has brought you to where you are today? Mm, all right. So yeah, my journey in SEO started like uh, seven years ago. So, uh, yeah, I always want, wanted to do something in marketing. Um, I actually studied uh, advertising management in college. And, uh, yeah, I was interesting in, in marketing, but didn't know what specific area I want to, I want to dig in. And uh, I remember I uh, was in this marketing internship and my manager uh, kept asking me, what specifically do you want to do in marketing? And uh, I was like, uh, okay, maybe increasing sales. He was, he said that it's too broad. Then I was like, okay, maybe then advertising. Well, then then he said it's also too broad. You you got to. Uh, his tip basically was to find something uh, very specific to start with, and uh, from that on, over time, you could expand to other marketing areas, or you could uh, just be an expert in that one field. So, so yeah, that was uh, uh, that's quite a basic tip, but it's uh, it was really a, really a good recommendation actually, and uh, and yeah, uh, I I dug up into many many different marketing areas, 
and they all seemed okay. But um, actually, SEO was was the one that uh, clicked something in me. Uh, there, there was something very, uh, very relatable for me uh, when it comes to SEO. So yeah, that's uh, that's when I started to dig in deeper into it, and uh, and yeah, actually, uh, it was uh, I think uh, summer of uh, 2015. And uh, I remember uh, uh, my family was planning to go on uh, on this trip uh, to Croatia, but by, by the car, uh, uh, also uh, visiting the other countries uh, that's on the path, and uh, they, w- they were also inviting me. But uh, I was uh, then only starting to get into 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 the SEO and uh, finding out the the nuances of it. And I was, uh, I actually rejected that idea. I said uh, I found this new SEO thing. I'm I'm all in now into it. Uh, I, I'm gonna find the internship, and I don't want uh, any trip to Croatia or any any anywhere else. So uh, yeah, and that that kind of paid off because yeah, I, I found uh, my first uh, SEO internship then at the startup uh, in Lithuania, and um, yeah, from from that on, uh, yeah, worked worked in a, in a few different companies like agency. Uh, start up uh, a couple of uh, bigger projects. Uh, so yeah, and now I'm at NordVPN. I'm glad it paid off. And now you are at NordVPN. Can you please, for people who have never heard of NordVPN uh, before, can you please, you know, um, let us know what NordVPN is and uh, what NordVPN does and who gets the most value? Yeah, so NordVPN is vir- virtual private network. So we are uh, a VPN provider. So basically VPN is uh, a tool for privacy. So uh, uh, yeah, if you want to stay more private online, you, you have to use a VPN. So it protects you when you use public Wi-Fi's. Uh, also, it helps you to avoid the hijacking or DNS blocking, uh, all, all sorts of things. And, um, and yeah, and uh, our tool is uh, over time is, is expanding to other areas, giving uh, more benefits to the users. For example, recently we now launched a MeshNet feature, which, uh, which lets you create your own encrypted uh, private network, which could be used for file sharing, work, or uh, gaming, LAN parties. So yeah, that's a big, big additional benefit. Um, one more thing is not only the privacy, but also security. So we launched this uh, this new feature, threat protection, which makes VPN also not only a privacy tool now, but also kind of uh, antivirus because it protects you from uh, malware, antiviruses. So we're actually becoming like uh, all around the cybersecurity tool, which basically can give benefits to every every person that uh, that is being da- online daily. So, so yeah. and I think that. And I think that this becomes increasingly important as we expose our lives more and more, you know, online. We need to stay secure. I know that some of our team members use NordVPN um, and they are very happy with the service. And um, like the truth is that if you are in this like industry and if you've ever searched for a VPN uh, online, chances are you know NordVPN. And I want to connect that to with my first question, which is that you rank the website ranks as per AHRs at least uh, for more than 660,000 organic keywords, which is massive organic visibility. And this visibility gets you more than 5.8 million monthly organic visits, according to AHRs at least. Now, my question is based on what I just mentioned about NordVPN being a very like 
highly recognizable brand. How much of that organic visibility that you have and organic traffic would you attribute to your content SEO strategy and how much to NordVPN as one of the most, if not the most uh, recognizable brands online regarding VPNs? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of traffic. <laughs> no need to be humble there, really. But uh, I think that all of it is contributed to, to our brand and, and its power. Uh, because, yeah, uh, I think that uh, when it comes to SEO or doing uh, uh, other marketing, uh, marketing uh, promotions, it's always easier to get the bet better results with uh, the higher brand power. So uh, each, uh, each initiative, each content unit that we release, each, each of it, uh, if done right, gets uh, additional boost from brand power. So, uh, yeah, first of all, I believe that... Uh, uh, all of those uh, of our initiatives, content pieces uh, are contributed firstly with brand power and then uh, with uh, additional effort from, uh, from SEO. Uh, and, and yeah, and uh, our as SEO's uh, job is, is just to take uh, most of, of that brand power and uh, put, put some extra work and uh, yeah, get, get the maximum uh, benefit that uh, we could get. And um, mm, what else uh, is that? Uh, yeah, about about our brand and uh, and its power. So, of course, it firstly comes from uh, product development. So, uh, uh, there's uh, a lot of proof not only on our website but also on on other websites uh, that uh, we are a really a reliable brand. And uh, and yeah, in terms of uh, product uh, product quality, we really uh, do I think doing a great job. And our product teams, yeah. Um, Putting a lot of effort to maintain that uh, number one position in the market, mm. and uh, maybe yeah, one more thing is uh, when when you have this much of the traffic, when you are such a strong brand, uh, uh, it might be see seen a while uh, with other brands, and we also experienced this uh, in this kind of situation. You started you sometimes starting to think that uh, you can uh, you can do more things than. Uh, uh, more things like in gray area, more things in uh, not not specifically uh, uh, by the by all the all the rules. And what I mean by that is, uh, for example, uh, we even though we, we are a product, but uh, with a decent amount of efforts, we we or other big brands can rank for big uh, big uh, let's say affiliate type of keywords uh, when it comes to SEO rankings, but. Uh, yeah, but that uh, that not not necessarily we, we will give you the maximum value because uh, user intent won't be uh, satisfied as it could be in, in the other websites. So yeah, from our experience, these uh, SEO tricks, these workarounds that you have uh, privilege to do them when you are a big brand, uh, they see they seem nice, and from the first sight, uh, you might think that. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's yeah, it's beneficial to uh, to develop them. But uh, after some time, when you evaluate the results, uh, when you compare it to the other initiatives that, that you do, it becomes clear that uh, mm, it's not worth it, not worth it compared to what you, what you can do with your time and resources that you have as a big, uh, big company uh, when doing uh, such initiatives like uh, just content research and uh, yeah, putting your time into developing uh, some uh, long-form content, let's say, um, yeah, we, we we calculated these things, and I can yeah for sure say, say that uh, 
that's uh, yeah one of the things that will keep you moving forward uh, uh, even more than some some workarounds or SEO tricks. Yeah, I agree with you, and I must say that also when like as a brand becomes bigger, there is a lot of scrutiny and. You want to maintain brand integrity at all times, meaning that it may be easier for you to, I don't know, get visibility for a term and maybe find a shortcut or anything like that. But you really have to consider how the brand is perceived, how the brand will be perceived about that and so on and so forth. So I think it's good for you, obviously, that you stay on the safe side and everything that you do is ethical and wide hat. Now, um, you manage to rank in very high positions for high volume terms that sometimes have a commercial intent, let's say hidden in them. For example, VPN. Okay. Someone who is searching for VPN may be looking for a VPN uh, that they can actually use, or they may want to know what a VPN is and so on and so forth. Now, my question based on that is how do you balance SEO best practices with conversion optimization or conversion rate optimization, you can call it however you like, and ensure that a significant portion of visitors from organic search will convert into paying customers. Because, you know, the easy thing to do would be, okay, these pages have, let's say, SEO value, even though I don't necessarily agree with the term, but let's say that they have SEO value or their main, their main focus is SEO. But like, how or you know is this something that you factor in uh, your process? Like, how do you may ensure that some of that traffic will convert? Uh, if indeed there is, you know, uh, some commercial intent hidden in there. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, first of all, again, I I should give props to our technical product team because uh, I think that uh, foundation of conversions uh, is first of all. Uh, product develop in the right way, the the way where you satisfy as much uh, users' needs as possible and as uh, as good as possible. So I think that's the first step, <clears throat> and by doing that, you will you will uh, get uh, get conversions by developing the right product for your segment. But uh, yeah, I think the next step will would be uh, a promotion in the web. So. Uh, yeah, we, we as SEOs uh, are working a lot on that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, since, since we have m many data, we can, we can make many assumptions uh, what, what users need and uh, that will also satisfy their needs. And uh, one of the examples could, could be user behavior metrics. Uh, simply the ones that you could, you could uh, for example, find in Google Analytics. So uh, by analyzing them, you, you see how people react and uh, you could compare that to your other pages, uh, maybe uh, the successful ones. <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, then you can uh, just make, make the right decisions in terms of uh, making the pages uh, more user-friendly and uh, by giving users uh, more things that they need. Uh, and yeah, that uh, that every uh, every time uh, just results in in high, higher conversions. By the way, do you think? Do you believe? Or I don't know. Obviously, this is based on assumptions. Even though people have written about that in the past, but do you think that the fact that a user comes on the website and the fact that they will, I don't know, sign up for NordVPN and not bounce back and click on another result to find what they are looking for. Do you think that, or based on your experience, that this gives a, like a positive signal? Um, the fact that 
conversions actually happen on that page. This gives a positive signal to Google, let's say, and uh, based on Google's understanding, this page satisfies uh, searcher's intent? Uh, partially, yes. I think uh, for those times when uh, uh, once it happened, it might give you benefits because, yeah, let's say user found what, uh, what, uh, what he needs. He signed up for NordVPN, he closed this browser, he started using, and maybe then he found down, found down something that uh, is not very, uh, uh, is, is not the product that he was looking for. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, uh, then, uh, then uh, theoretically he will come back to, to the SERP that day or another day and he will also uh, search for, for the same thing, but we'll, we'll go to the other brand's website. And then the other brand who will get will will uh, uh, get the benefits. So uh, uh, yeah, I would say that only partially we get uh, we would get benefits for this, but in the, in the long term, it uh, it yeah m m makes sense to uh, have an assumption that uh, those brands that uh, that that exit with the users uh, for 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 using their product uh, wins in the long term. So. In my initial question, then, do you think that when it comes to, let's say, the battle between SEO and CRO, uh, do you think that SEO should come first or CRO should come first? Or do you think that, and, and based on how you think, how you do things uh, at NordVPN, do you care about them like both? It's not like we will compromise uh, on uh, conversion optimization uh, in order to, I don't know, have an SEO-optimized title tag. Um, do you think that they should be together? Uh, there should be a balance between them? Or, you know, our focus in most cases is mostly on, on SEO? Yeah, so I think that uh, these two areas are more, uh, more, related and well, one re more related when it looks like uh, from the first side, because, yeah, they seem like a very, very different, uh, different thing. Serial is only... Uh, uh, the numbers and, and testings and SEO is uh, making assumptions uh, being uh, partially created and partially uh, 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 the analytics guy. But uh, uh, first of all, yeah, uh, importance, I would say, is equal be between these two areas because uh, one complements the another when, uh, when SEO gives you traffic and CRO lets you to get the most conversions uh, as possible. But uh, but actually, SEO as a channel, I believe, should come uh, first because uh, without SEO, there won't be won't be traffic on the website. And uh, for SEO, you need decent amount of uh, traffic and at least some conversions to to be able to run experiments. So uh, yeah, uh, SEO is a good uh, good source for assumptions, data from which um, you could you could just see what what kind of uh, serial tests should should run. So. Let's say uh, uh, we want to run a test on a, on a page that have a quite decent amount of keywords uh, with uh, with mentioning price, and uh, yeah, that that just makes sense to to have something on uh, on the page related to pricing because people search for that and Google in it and want to want to know, let's say, the prices of the product or or the or the market prices um or something similar so yeah then serial comes and uh and now their job is uh, to to test different elements of, of the pricing and to find out uh, what exactly do people need from uh, from uh, from the pricing uh, uh, element do they need uh, 
to know the product price or like I said, we need to find out some averages of, of, of the market prices. So um, yeah, these, these, these two areas definitely should be very, very balanced and they are both uh, related to improving user experience. So yeah, one, one should uh, create synergy with another. And um, one more thing is uh, that uh, I think uh, uh, periodically you need to rethink if a serial or a SEO should be slowed down because uh, sometimes uh, you might uh, get a uh, faster and higher uh, return on in investment uh, by uh, getting new traffic. And sometimes when you, uh, let's say, out of ideas or out of uh, in, in just improving scale, uh, then you, you can uh, yeah, they take the most of uh, advantage of the current traffic and run more zero tests. Um, and yeah. That makes sense. That, that last point, I think it's, it's very important. Um, you should... You should you should definitely take into account your current position and whether or not you should like prioritize SEO or CRO. So yeah, I, I have never thought about this point and it makes perfect sense. Uh, that's, that's a very good nugget there. Now I would like to shift gears and discuss something um, slightly different, which is content strategy. And more specifically, um, since you are very active uh, when it comes to blogging, I would like to, to know what the vision uh, you have for your blog is. Can you please explain what your ultimate goal is uh, when it comes to content creation for your blog? Mm -hmm. So yeah, for the ones that read our blog or uh, been uh, been in it at least a few times, I think uh, it's clear that uh, we're not slowing down with our content creation. There's always uh, some new content published or all the content being uh, updated with uh, with newly uh, newly added information, statistics, and so on. So yeah, I think uh, it's uh, it's uh, qu quite cl clear if you would analyze that our uh, goal is to become a go-to source for cybersecurity information. So uh, that's uh, that's also uh, where our product uh, uh, goes by expanding its features and uh, becoming uh, more becoming the one that satisfies more and more and more uh, needs of cybersecurity uh, uh, people. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, we're not stopping at least for now. Maybe in the future we will rethink something, but uh, but not now. And uh, I actually uh, not only because I'm working there, but I, I actually believe that even now our blog is uh, is the right place for for people that not only looking for privacy or security tools, but also want to find uh, any kind of uh, information re related to securing yourself online. So uh, yeah, we have uh, covered a lot of it, uh, a lot of relevant information and uh, yeah, not stopping. <laughs> That's great, it's pretty clear, I guess. Uh, now on the same topic, I would like to discuss a bit um, topic selection for your blog. How do you decide what goes into your con calendar and ensure that what goes in actually contributes to your overall con strategy? More specifically, I would like to know if you have a method for scoring or prioritizing and evaluating uh, opportunities for your blog? Mm. So most of the times it's quite traditional stuff. So uh, the thing that uh, I guess the wor works the best is just uh, looking for things that uh, already work. So, um, you know, competitor analysis, looking uh, 
where they succeeded and trying to do the things uh, in in more advanced way by by giving some extra value uh, on top on or uh, let's say um, uh, making content that uh, that's that's very different but uh, it uh, it satisfies user needs from from the different perspective maybe the one that is even more important so yeah by doing these things um, yeah we we manage to find those ideas and find find the ideas that that work we we don't need to yeah make uh, too too far off assumptions so uh, that's one of the methods others uh, i would say uh, like i mentioned our product development so also when we develop our product, uh, new uh, new areas for content uh, creation also uh, unlocks for us. So each each new feature, each uh, product development, uh, yeah, just gives us uh, new topics, new relevant topics where users want to know how to how to use that feature, why do we why do we need it, uh, how it's related to it, to their daily lives. Uh, so yeah, that's also a great method, and uh, yeah, the, maybe. One more thing is uh, it's just uh, sounds simple, but uh, I think not not many many SEOs do that. Uh, just uh, read your reading your content. So uh, uh, many uh, it's quite popular in SEO uh, industry to say now that you should look to look not not into keywords but into topics. So yeah, I agree with that, but. Uh, uh, also, it's very important uh, not only to look keywords, uh, topics, or I don't know sections of your content, but also re re read your content entirely and see uh, uh, what kind of things do you mention, uh, uh, what uh, what uh, yeah, all of the, all, just all of, finding all of the subtopics that you talk about, the terms, and uh, and yeah, that that also gives uh, gives clue what's what's missing in your whole. Uh, whole content spectrum so uh, uh, yeah uh, by by reading your content you you could see for example that you mention uh, some some small thing but you mention it uh, like each time in an article and uh, that will just give you a clue that you need to maybe also write something about it and uh, and because that's important that's being that's being mentioned mentioned a lot but uh, since it didn't have a search volume you didn't cover it but uh, yeah, from from the amount of mentions, it's clear that uh, it is important. I like that. And by the way, uh, based on what you mentioned for the topics vs keywords, uh, let's say uh, debate, uh, we are going to publish a a piece of content very soon in our blog. Blog actually, because I I feel that many people still don't understand the difference, and not that you know it's so important to understand the difference, but I think that. From a very practical standpoint, it's good to understand that, you know, product launch is a topic and product launch checklist, for example, top of mind, uh, is, is a, a keyword that is included inside the topic. In any case, um, let's focus on and discuss con creation for a minute. And I would like to discuss the fact that in several cases, your content covers sensitive topics such as online privacy, information security, and so on and so forth. So I have two questions here. The first one would be, how do you find and retain content writers who know about the topics you're writing about? I don't know if you can call them technical writers or anything like that, but I'd be very interested to know how do you source writers. And at the same time, second question, how do you ensure that the content you produce 
can demonstrate expertise and trustworthiness, which is very important in your, in your industry at scale? Mm -hmm. So actually our, all, all of our content creators are uh, well-educated well about uh, cybersecurity and the things we do. And uh, I would say that they are uh, kind of experts in, in this field because, uh, uh, yeah, they being uh, taught things the way they themselves are cybersecurity enthusiasts. They, they, they couldn't work in, uh, in our company if they, they, they wouldn't be interested in cybersecurity. So, uh, yeah, first of all, is, is them being the experts. And, uh, yeah, that saves a, a, a lot of time, which uh, you might need to, need to take if you, if you, you know, hire uh, some, uh, uh, some copywriters that, that, that write everything. You will need to teach them every time and teach, about, teach them about every topic. And instead, uh, our copywriters know about uh, mo most of cybersecurity nuances uh, and, uh, and even so some of them have expertise in specific fields of cybersecurity. So that's also, uh, that also helps in specific uh, topics and covering them. And uh, yeah, how we scale that. So uh, uh, I would say we sum up uh, their expertise and our SEOs expertise because uh, we, we are the ones, ones that dig into the topic, uh, look into expertise level of it, uh, how, uh, how deeply it should be covered uh, and just uh, gathering all, the, all of the nuances, uh, summing up uh, them with uh, uh, content creators knowledge in the cybersecurity field. And yeah, that's, uh, that's how each time we come up with, uh, with the content that we believe is, uh, is yeah, the best for, for specific, uh, specific topics or keywords. And uh, uh, yeah, just uh, no problem with uh, scaling it. I'm impressed with the fact that, which is something that you touched on earlier, that in several cases, you integrate the product's capabilities into your landing pages. A great example of this is your What is my IP page? And I would like to know, you have any tips about integrating the product and its capabilities into your Condesio strategy based on a more product-led, uh, let's say, approach. Of course, in NordVPN's case, you could say that this is easier to do because, you know, if you are looking for something like what is my IP, NordVPN can find this IP and can share this IP if you're not protected. Um, so in your case, you could say that, you know, it's, it's easier or it makes sense. But I would like to, to hear your thoughts and whether or not you have any tips for people who are interested in emulating that strategy or doing something similar based on their products and their capabilities. Uh, yeah, so that's actually one of the funnels that we're trying to reach. So uh, uh, when 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 brand is uh, quite uh, quite old, let's say like 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 ours in in our current field. So uh, by focusing or on those you know commercial areas, after some time you will get uh, just uh, lower lower returns than 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 you once had. So that's that's when you start to look into the other funnels. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, just uh, covering, uh, covering the online tools part and covering uh, those uh, product capabilities in the web is uh, one of the areas where, where you, could, uh, you could do that. So yeah, by developing the right tool that online users uh, could use, not necessarily the NordVPN users, but the ones that search for yeah, IP address or, or uh, something else uh, in case of other tools. 
So yeah, that's also hel- <clears throat> also helps to um, gather those uh, uh, gather the, that traffic. And uh, even though it doesn't con- uh, uh, convert uh, very much as as some com- commercial uh, pages and content, it doesn't mean that it's not worth it because. Uh, we experienced uh, in a positive way that it gives uh, the things like brand awareness or uh, semantic SEO or just uh, uh, the amount of uh, amount of big amount of users actually that you could uh, send to to other rel- relevant pages that are related to to IP addresses and uh, and securing them so uh, <clears throat> yeah these reasons just uh, just just uh, yeah proves that fact that it's worth to do to do uh, uh, these things and catch this uh, this funnel, and uh, yeah, about about the tips when creating uh, tools like this and uh, and uh, uh, integrating your product capabilities into the web, I would say, well, first of all, create uh, what is related to your product uh, features or capabilities, uh, so so that you you would be relevant. Uh, then I would say that uh, don't think that. Uh, since it doesn't convert it, uh, it's not worth it because, like I mentioned, it gives you a lot of a lot of other benefits that will give you value in the long term. Uh, and also, tool itself might uh, might not be enough. So you, it doesn't mean that you will if you will develop a, a good tool, it will it will rank instantly and and that's it. Uh, you need uh, a lot uh, a lot more than that. Uh, I would say you need to create uh, some kind of uh, a cluster around it. So, for example, if you if you're developing uh, a tool that finds IP address, you need to uh, you know release some content about it so that uh, you would show expertise to both to Google and users that uh, you know what what you're talking about. And once you have that cluster in your uh, in your yeah, blog or landing pages or other other areas of of the web uh, that. Uh, yeah. Then, then you just ensure that you will uh, succeed in in catching users of uh, of this uh, this funnels. And finally, when you develop uh, develop it, once you rank for the keywords associated with uh, with that online tool, then uh, like we speak about Serio. So then, when when Serio uh, comes in, you could uh, even though traffic doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't convert as as much, but you could just uh, run the experiments and uh, find out. Uh, those uh, those are specific reasons uh, how some of the people of uh, coming to that page could convert. Actually, I like this answer, and I think that it covers uh, everything. It's it's you know a complete answer. Now, on a completely different topic, and I have two more questions before we start wrapping things up. Um, I would like to discuss a bit international uh, SEO. You target and translate many con pieces and landing pages into other languages. And I would like to know first, how do you make these decisions? Like whether or not this page is going to be translated in, I don't know, uh, German, for example, if German is indeed one of your target countries. Um, is it, you know, merely based on search volume or any other metric? Um, and second, if you have any tips for companies that want to, um, try international SEO as part of their cond SEO strategy? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, first of all, uh, uh, we, we want to know what kind of people 
uh, uh, live in the country. Uh, what I mean by that is what kind of uh, yeah cy- cyber security uh, uh, people and the ones that are are into into knowing more about this uh, the, the, this a- area and being more secure and private online. How do they react? Uh, uh, what are their needs? And uh, if they match with our values, then uh, then we will consider to uh, get get into that market. And uh, and yeah, then it depends uh, mostly on the, how how much of a return on investment could we get by entering that market? How uh, uh, how many of opportunities from SEO side with keywords or other other marketing channels could we get from there? So yeah, we just uh, Mm, look in all of, all of those things, do the calculations, and then it, it becomes clear if uh, with our resources and with our team, if it's worth to give some of our resources uh, to that local, or if not, uh, if it's more worth it to just uh, <clears throat> maintain those resources on, on the markets that already work. But, uh, but yeah, qu- quite often, uh, when you evaluate these things, you see that uh, if you will maintain your resources on on the some top market, it might give you like a one percent uh, uh, revenue boost in, in let's say a year or so. And with uh, with new market, you could get uh, also let's say I don't know sixty percent or something. So in, in these kind of cases, it becomes clear that uh, it's it's better just to jump on these uh, these new opportunities and catch those uh, low hanging fruits. Uh, and yeah, and. Uh, Success to that, I would say, is um, is first of all uh, most important thing: dedicated resources. So uh, yeah, just uh, hire the local people uh, that will that will work with that market. Uh, just uh, be prepared that uh, everything that works in uh, other country, countries and other markets won't necessarily necessarily work with uh, with the new market that you're targeting. So yeah, you have to just prepare for that and to prepare your local resources. Um, and yeah, um, also, uh, yeah, the thing that I mentioned, uh, uh, it's popular, it's popular to say that think big, but I would say think not only big, but also think small. And, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, some of the, uh, some of the smaller opportunities targeting new small countries might just give you, uh, give you more or more of a return on investment than sticking to your top markets. I agree and with you. I agree with you, and this is this uh, like a like a different and very interesting perspective because everyone will say that you know there's search volume there. You should go after these countries. In some cases, maybe things are easier there. But what you're saying makes perfect sense, and I think that this way of evaluating opportunities and like uh, seeing the whole picture before you make a decision uh, makes perfect sense. Now, my last question before we wrap things up would be. Uh, managing time and prioritizing things because I can only assume that an SEO team that is as big as yours will have many different ideas and experiments you'd like to run. So my question would be, how do you prioritize things internally? And when do you know this experiment or idea is successful or not? Hmm. So yeah, for sure. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of initi- initiatives and ideas. Uh, not only from uh, from our SEO team, but also from other teams, and uh, we're communicating a lot uh, among the teams. So, uh, yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of things that are being postponed are being uh, just held for 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 the future because we just uh, have uh, have uh, the 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 initiatives from from the past currently being developed. So, I would say uh, 
in, in, in short, uh, it's quite simple. We look into uh, into efforts and, and, and outcomes. So how much of the effort will we give and uh, how big of, of the impact it might might give us uh, at, at the current uh, current stage. So uh, so yeah, we, we just uh, uh, look into that. And uh, I know for uh, for just uh, prioritizing things and managing all of it. So uh, uh, also quite popular things, but we try to uh, uh, divide everything into big projects into 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 a smaller ones, so smaller tasks. So um, we we treat each of our initiative like a different startup, like like starting uh, a different company. I think uh, that's uh, that's yeah. Key, key to key to succeeding in each each of your each of your ideas, and uh, yeah, I can only repeat uh, what 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 I said uh, is that uh, not only think big but also think small. So if it's small, if it's a small idea, don't treat it as one. Just treat it as as a as a separate startup, separate project that needs uh, dedicated resources for it. And uh, and yeah, from from that on, you will you will just uh, yeah develop it like you yeah like you have developed uh, your whole company into into some success stage. I love that, and I think that we found the uh, intro for the for this episode with with this last uh, <laughs> sentence. This was all very insightful, and I learned. Uh, I, I, I definitely, I will definitely note down uh, some of the things that you said uh, because I think that. They brought a, a different perspective, at least, you know, uh, based on my point of view. Um, and thank you very much for that. Uh, where can people find out more about you, uh, get in touch if they'd like to, or, you know, uh, check out NordVPN? Yeah, so if uh, about our product, so uh, yeah, it, uh, all, all, all about it can be found on nordvpn.com. So as our SEO work, if you want to look into it, so you can also check out our website and see how, how we are doing things. If me personally, uh, it's easiest just to find me on LinkedIn. Okay, that's great. Edvinas, thank you very much for being on the show and looking forward to bringing you back when you will reach... The next milestone, I don't know, uh, 10 million in uh, monthly organic visits, according to AHS at least. Thank you very much. Okay, will do. Thanks. Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, AHS. AHS provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part. You can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefs.com awt and sign up for free. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.